Turn to your neighbor and greet them, Emmanuel. Give your neighbor a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give your other neighbor a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give the neighbor in front of you a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give the neighbor behind you a handshake, say Emmanuel. And greet the viewers all over the world on Emmanuel TV. Emmanuel. God is with you may have your seats in the presence of God. Welcome once again in Jesus' name. My name is Brother Chris, and it's a wonderful privilege to share the word of the Most High God with you today. And today, I want to talk about a very sensitive subject which is often misunderstood, but is very important for your spiritual life. Remember, the first place you must prosper is in your spiritual life. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. neighbor. Say neighbor. neighbor. The first place you must prosper is your spiritual life. We, we are just a matter of weeks before the new year. In fact, the new decade, 2020. Thank you, Jesus, for the grace to have seen it thus far. And the best way for you to prepare for the new year, for the new decade, for 2020, is to take care of your spiritual life, to take care of your relationship with God. So today's message is for believers. I mean, those who sincerely desire to build their relationship with God, to build their relationship with God because of who He is, not merely what He gives. If you take a look at the world we're in today, you would agree with me that we are living in an imperfect world. Would you agree with that? We're living in an imperfect world. In fact, there is no such thing as a perfect person. The scriptures make this very clear. Romans 3 verses 10 and 23 says that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is no one righteous, not even one. Perfection eludes everyone. That includes me. That includes you. That includes our viewers all over the world. Everyone makes mistakes, including children of God. Take notes of this, brethren. It is not that children of God do not make mistakes or do the wrong thing. But when they do, their heart is troubled because it is not their will to commit sin. That's why I said today's message is for believers. Because for others out there, Many people today, they don't care if they commit sin. 
There are some people who are even happy when their actions bring others to pain or sadness. But for children of God, for people of God, when we take a wrong step, when we do the wrong thing, our heart is troubled. Our conscience would not allow us to have peace until we ask for and obtain forgiveness. This is what the psalmist vividly described in that book of Psalm 38 verse 4. He said, my guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. He equally said in Psalm 40 verse 12, he said, he said, for my, my troubles have surrounded me. My sin has overtaken me. In Psalm 51 verse 3, he said, I know my transgressions, for my sin is always before me. That is a child of God. Yes, we may make mistakes, but our hearts is troubled. This is how to know a true child of God. When a child of God commits sin or attempts to do so, the Holy Spirit would prompt his conscience to accuse him to repentance. When I say conscience, I mean our hearts. As Romans 9 verse 1 says, it is the communication points, contact for the Holy Spirit. Our conscience is the very instruments the Holy Spirit uses to guide our souls. Everyone here has a conscience. You know that. There are many occasions when we are in our privates. We are alone in a secret place and we know we have done something wrong, either by thoughts, word or deed. No one saw us, no one caught us, no one apart from you and God is aware. But at that moment, your heart becomes troubled. Why did I do that? Why did I react like that? Why did I behave like that? That is your conscience. Our conscience is the very instrument used by the Holy Spirit to guide our soul. But brethren, take notes of this vital truth. The Holy Spirit will prompt you, not force you. When you make a mistake as a child of God, you are faced with a vital choice. Do you listen to your conscience, your hearts, or ignore it? Do you open up or do you cover up? Do you confess or do you conceal? Turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor, say neighbor. Say neighbor, when you make a mistake, how do you respond? How do you respond? Do you listen to your conscience? or ignore it. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, 
Remember this, your response determines your future. This leads us to the title of today's message. Let your conscience be your guide. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Let your conscience be your guide. Brethren, I want to talk to you today about the importance of listening to your conscience and the danger of covering up your wrongdoing. Do you know what I mean when I say cover up? To cover up your wrongdoing when you refuse to admit or acknowledge your wrong. Oh, I didn't do it. Whereas you are the one that did it. I don't know anything about it. Whereas you know everything about it. Cover up is dangerous. You see, it always seems more convenient to cover up your wrongdoing until you come to realize that you may get away with it in the natural, but you don't get away with it in the spirit. You may get away with it in the flesh, but you don't get away with it in the spirits. Covering up may bring short-term benefits to the flesh, but it inflicts long-term damages to the heart. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 28, verse 13. which is the proof text for today's message. Let your conscience be your guide. Verse 13, it says this. Whoever conceals their sin does not prosper. But the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. I repeat it once again. Whoever conceals their sin, does not prosper. Now, the wise man here is not simply referring to financial or material prosperity. He's referring to spiritual prosperity. Peace of conscience, ease of heart, internal joy, freedom from fear, the security of God's presence, assurance of life everlasting with Jesus. These are the dividends of spiritual prosperity. To put it simply, what the wise man is telling us here is this. When you cover up your wrong, you cannot make spiritual progress. You may, you may make money, you may find fame. You can attain position and find possessions whilst covering up your wrong, your sin. But you cannot make spiritual progress when you cover up your wrong. Why? Because in the process of covering up your wrong, you end up committing more wrong. In the process of covering up your sin, you end up committing even worse sins. 
I want to give you an example to demonstrate the danger of covering up your wrong. Thank you very much, brother. You can drop the chairs here. I want to just paint a very simple scenario for you. Perhaps you can relate. You've had a long day at work. You're a little bit stressed. It's been a bit of a tough day. And at your workplace, you come into your office where the staff have their belongings and you take a seat and you're hungry. It's been a long day and there's no one else there in the office. And you look at the cupboard that is in the office. You take a quick peek to your left, to your right. So there's no one there. Let me take a look inside. A sandwich! This is what I call a sandwich situation. Tell your neighbor a sandwich situation. Like I said, you may say it's just a small thing, but remember, everything big starts little. I'm hungry, but I know this sandwich does not belong to me. I'm not the owner of this sandwich. Someone, another member of staff is the one that has kept that sandwich, but at that moment, temptation strikes. Perhaps the person that left it here forgot about it. I'm sure, I'm sure he won't even enjoy the sandwich. Let me just quickly take it. You, you quickly open it up. Then you make sure the door is shut. There's no one coming from the corridor. And what do you do? You feed it fast! So no one will see what you have done. Then you hide it back inside and pretend that nothing happened. What a beautiful sandwich. You have to quickly cover up. You can see there's some stains there. I don't want anyone to see. I was the one. Let me cover this up. As a Christian, even at this point, your conscience will begin to disturb you. Hey, I just ate someone's sandwich. Oh, I hope the person will not be annoyed. I don't know oh, what will happen. Let me tell you, at this point, do you know what you have done? I'm just going to use these chairs to illustrate. These chairs are illustrating my wrong. I have just taken what does not belong to me. This is wrong. It's wrong. There's no two ways to describe it. Even though I was hungry, even though it looked very inviting, even though the person may have left it there for long, it was wrong for me to take that sandwich. Suddenly, the door knocks. Someone comes in, another staff member. He goes to the cupboard, opens it up. Someone ate my sandwich. Who ate my sandwich? He looks at you. At this point, you have a choice. Do you admit, I'm sorry, I was the one, and quickly settle the matter? 
or do you deny and start the journey of cover-up? For many of us here today, let's be sincere. Many of us would say, sandwich? What sandwich? I didn't know there was a sandwich there. But, but someone just ate the sandwich. I, I came here 10 minutes ago, there was another sandwich here. Who ate it? Me, I don't even like sandwiches. I've never eaten them in my life. They're disgusting. What have you just done? To cover up your wrong, you have added another wrong. You've lied. Let's increase this mountain. From taking what is not yours to lying in the process of covering up your wrong. The person looks at you and says, well, who do you think did take this sandwich then? Well, maybe it was Stephen. I know that he doesn't used to like you. What have you done? You've added another one. You've just gone and falsely accused Stephen in the process of cover-up. Another mountain. Just because of a sandwich. The guy looks at you and says, you mean Stephen did this? I'm very sure he did. Do you know last week I heard him laughing about you behind your back? <gasps> What have you just done? Gossip. Oh, let's add another one. There you go. For the sake of the sandwich, you've gone from taking what is not yours to lying. You've gone from lying to a false accusation. You've gone from false accusation to gossip just in the attempt to cover up your wrong. Stephen, I knew that he had something against me. What, what do you think we should do? Well, if I were you, I would go and report him straight to the manager. This, this behavior is, is completely out of bounds. You're right. This is what I'm going to do. What have you just done? Revenge. You've planted a seed of revenge. You want that guy who has done nothing wrong to be implicated for something you did just to cover up the fact that you ate someone's sandwich and the mountain is growing taller. He looks at you again and you say, are you sure you don't know about this sandwich? I can see a, a crumb of the sandwich here. Are you sure you don't know? Look, I don't know anything about it. I don't even eat sandwiches, it's not good for me. What have you just done? Selfishness. Oh, here we go again. For the sake of a sandwich, your sin has piled up like a mountain between you and God. The person says, right, I'm going to go and meet the manager, let me leave. He leaves, shuts the door. You that is here, you say, whew, I got away with that one. Yes, you may have got away with it in the flesh but you did not get away with it in the spirit. Your sin has piled up like a mountain between you and God. For the sake of covering up, you're wrong. Instead of you just to say, yes, I was the one. Instead of to listen to your conscience, listen to your hearts, 
You've gone from one to another to another and the road continues. What happens now when you have this, this barrier, this blockage between you and God? Your heart becomes dead. Your spiritual life becomes stagnant and your purpose in life goes unfulfilled. Because sin is a spiritual thing. No amount of human cover-up can overcome the power of sin. No amount of human wisdom and intelligence can design an antidote to the poison of sin. Sin can never be covered by our appearance, by our presence, by our prayers, by our tears. Sin can only be removed by repentance. Look at the case of David and Bathsheba in 2 Samuel chapter 11. You know the story? David fell into sin. He lusted after Bathsheba. He committed adultery. And instead of him to quickly listen to his heart, his conscience, and acknowledge his wrong, he tried to cover up his wrong. He called the wife, the husband, Uriah, back from the battlefield tried to entice him with alcohol so that he would go and meet his wife so that his own sin would be covered up. By the time this man refused, David ended up ordering the murder of Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, just to cover up his sin. Because each attempt to cover up your wrong leads you down a path of greater wrong. People of God, You may try to dull, to drown out that prompting of your conscience. Many, have, many of us have different ways of achieving this. Some of us fleshly desires, hearts, we say. your senses, you only seem to heap more coals on the fire. Afterwards, your conscience still disturbs you. Many of us try to, to justify ourselves. We say, no, it's, it's not that bad. We try to use human reason. We respond with reason, with, with intellect, with brain power. Oh, if, if it was in this 21st century, there's many things in the Bible that will not apply to this generation. Come on, it's not that bad. All my friends at school are doing this. There's nothing happening to them. Let me just try. We try to convince ourselves that there's nothing wrong, despite the fact that our conscience is prompting us. Some of us are worried about human repercussions. Ah. If they find out, my parents will be very angry with me. Ah, if they find out I did this, I could lose my job. If, I fi if they find out, ah, perhaps I'll get into trouble with my school. Let me cover it up. Let me cover it up. 
Let me cover it up. You may get away with it in the natural. You cannot get away with it in the spirit. It stands as a barrier between you and God. As a blockage between you and God. You can't hear from him. And when you pray, people around you may hear you, but God is not hearing you. He who conceals his sin shall not prosper. People of God, I, I hope you understand the message I'm conveying to you today. Let me ask you this probing question. Are you moving forward in your spiritual life? Every day, the clock is ticking. In a matter of days, we'll enter a new year. Our age is increasing. But are you moving forward in your spiritual life? Because if the answer is no, something is before you. Well, did the psalmist say, I know my transgressions, for my sin is always before me. When, when sin is before you, you cannot see any other thing except the fruit of sin. Fear, discouragements, defeats, pain, discouragements. When sin is before you. Question number two. What is the state of your hearts in the face of your trouble? Everyone faces trouble. But the state of your hearts determines how you respond. Whether in, in faith or in fear. If sin is before you and your heart is troubled... Indeed, your trouble is troubling. But if your heart is settled, even in the midst of trouble, as a child of God, you know that your case is settled. As I bring this message to a conclusion, I want you to examine your own life. If you sincerely do so, I believe you will come to the realization that covering up your wrong simply does not work. What you think you get away with today will come back to get you tomorrow. What you cover up today will be uncovered tomorrow. Luke 12 verse 2 says it. There is nothing that is concealed, that will not be disclosed, and nothing that is hidden, that will not be made open. Many of us, what we are facing right now are the repercussions of what we covered up in the past. Cover up is dangerous. Cover up is dangerous. So let your conscience be your guide. I would put to you today 
scriptural truth written in that book of Genesis 8, verse 22. The law that God has laid down from the beginning of creation. Whatsoever a man sows, that he shall reap. When you plant the wrong seed, that is sin, whatever it may be, and you cover up that wrong, what you are simply doing is watering the seed. Each time you cover up your wrong, you are watering the seed of evil. And what will happen is it will give birth to the fruits of darkness. So people of God, once again, as I bring this message to a conclusion. If we make a mistake, as we all do, no one is perfect. Listen to your conscience. Don't run from God. Run to Him. Christians can make bad mistakes, yes. But because they already have a relationship with God, they can go to God immediately about their behavior. And God Almighty is ready to lift them back up, to forgive them, and to help them not make the same mistakes again. Jesus Christ receives repentant souls. He loves them. He welcomes them. The worst of sins can be forgiven. Let this message encourage you today to look inward. And I will close with a scripture from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, from verse 22 to 23. The Bible says this, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. May God bless his word in the midst of our hearts as we listen to our conscience in Jesus' name.